Assalamu alaikum. We've now arrived at Surah Al-Qari'ah, um, the third surah in a row, which kind of really focuses on the Day of Judgment and what happens on the Day of Judgment. Uh, we looked at uh, Surah Al-Zilzal and Surah Al-Adiyat, and now Al-Qari'ah. These three surahs have one common link between them, which is the Day of Judgment. First of all, Allah says in the first ayah, Al-Qari'ah. He just literally states one word as one verse, Al-Qari'ah. And the, the effect of that is, is quite emphatic to just, you know, to just say one thing, one word and just leave it at that. And then Allah asks the question, مَا What is Al-Qari'ah? Then He asks another, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا How are you going to know what will tell you, what will explain to you what Al-Qari'ah is? So first of all, um, to the average listener, the average Arab listener, they don't know that Al-Qari'ah is referring to the Day of Judgment. It's, this is a name Allah has given to the Day of Judgment. The Day of Judgment, Allah has given it many names. Um, Al-Qari'ah is one of them. Al-Tammatul uh, Kubra. There are so many other names of the Day of Judgment. Kind of names in the sense of um, terms Allah has given to name that day that make it clear to us what's actually going to happen on that day. You know, it's the day of standing, it's the day of accounting, it's the day of Al-Qari'ah. Now, what does Al-Qari'ah mean? Uh, in the Arabic language, so the root letters of this word, is to do with knocking or, or hammering down on something. And it's called Al-Qari'ah, with this kind of this template of ism fa'il, that's a kind of a technical point. But it's called Al-Qari'ah because on the Day of Judgment, the, the hearts of human beings will be kind of hammered down by the frightening scenes on that day. And they'll be they'll be they'll be scared and kind of agitated with the, the, the scenes on that day. So that's why Allah gives it this name Al Qari'ah, and it's almost a mysterious name because before Allah describes it, you don't even know what He's talking about. You know, if, if you didn't know beforehand, you wouldn't know what He's talking about. And so giving it this name, and and specifically this name about you know something that knocks, something that smashes or hammers down, it's it's already scary. It's already worrying, and it also it it piques your curiosity. What is He talking about? He then asks, what, what is the Al-Qari'ah? No, how would you know what Al-Qari'ah is? Allah then answers, He answers His own question. He doesn't say that it's the day of judgment, it's the day of standing, or you'll be asked on that day. He describes um, the chaos on that day. That's the element of the day of judgment He's trying to emphasize here. You know, in previous, in Surah Al-Zilzal, Allah emphasizes the, uh, the element of us being accounted for every small action. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphasizes the fact that on the Day of Judgment, we will be chaotic. The day in which people will be like scattered kind of um, bugs or like scattered grasshoppers. Um, that On that day, human beings will be like scattered everywhere. They will be spread around. They will not know where they're going. They'll be completely chaotic. Um, moths, you know, some translations or some tafasir use the word moths. You know, when you see uh, al-farash or, or the moths or locusts, al-jarad, Allah mentions in the Quran, kal-jarad al-muntashir, that on that day people will be like spread around locusts or grasshoppers. They, there's no, uh, you know, they're not really organized. You know, the previous surah, surah al-adiyat, Allah talks about how organized the horses are when they attack the battle horses. Uh, you know, grasshoppers, locusts, uh, moths, they aren't very organized. They just, they seem to be chaotic. They seem to go on and go off in every direction. 
and Mabthuth, this idea of them being just scattered, spread around. They have, they're all in different directions. وَتَكُونُ الْجِبَالُ كَالْعِهْنِ الْمَنْفُوشِ um, Then on that day, even the mountains will be like cotton wool. They'll be reduced and they'll be softened. So on the one hand, you'll see human beings. And now human beings are usually a very organized race. You know, maybe specific to the UK. Uh, everyone likes cues. Everything is organized. Everything's in lists, departments, in companies, in, in, in schools you have classes. We're, we seem to be a very organized race. We like to put things in order. We like to compartmentalize things. We like things, you know, in, in a proper form. But on that day, there will be no order. And on the flip side, the mountains that we see that are huge and awe-inspiring will be nothing. They'll be wool, soft, you know, reduced, you know, to dust. وَتَكُونُ الْجِبَالُ كَالْعِهْنِ الْمَنْفُوشِ Not just any wool or any, any, any cotton. These, these mountains will be reduced to cotton that is, uh, sorry, or, or wool that is manfush. So torn and, and kind of ripped apart wool. Um, and so even the mountain, you know, wool, wool is a fabric that kind of, it, it's tied together. But even that's ripped apart. There's nothing, nothing is in order on that day. Now why does Allah describe the chaos on that day? Although there's chaos going on on that day, there's one thing that is organized. There's one thing that is um, happening in a structured way with Allah's command. And Allah describes that shortly. He says, فَأَمَّا so now Allah takes us away from the chaos on that day and how things will not be as they seem as we expect it to be. And that ties into something else. Just as you would not expect a mountain to be um, wool, would not, you would not expect it to be reduced to nothing. We will see from, we will see when we look at the, our books of deeds, we will not expect to see what we see. Nothing will be as we expected. Nothing will be organized the way we expected. Allah says, بَلْ بَدَا لَهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يُخْفُونَ مِنْ قَبْلِ وَبَدَا لَهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يَكُونُوا يَحْتَسِبُونَ On that day, things are revealed which they never expected. I didn't expect this was going to turn up in my book of deeds on this day. So, Allah begins to then describe the book of deeds, the, the weighing of actions, which he referred to as what was Zilzal, the, the earthquake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this surah, فَأَمَّا مَنْ ثَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ Whoever scales, and here he means scale, there is only one scale, one, one main scale on the Day of Judgment. Whoever's scale is, is heavy, meaning heavy with good deeds, uh, more good deeds than bad deeds, or, or more heavy, heavier good deeds than his, than his sins. فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةٍ Meaning he is going to live a pleasant and content life in gardens beneath which rivers flow. وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ Whoever's good deeds were lighter than his, than his sins فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَ Meaning the, the hellfire is that person's home. However, in this ayah, فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَ Allah, first of all, he did, the word he uses for, to say like this is their home, the literal, literal translation is that, that hellfire is their mother. الْأُمْ and why, why, why is that word used here? And it's actually an Arabic phrase that's used in the Arabic language to denote someone's home. You know, um, where you feel at home, where you feel comfortable, where you feel solace, where you feel peace. The Arabs would say this is ummuhu. This is this person's mum. This land is like his mum. It's like his mother. He's at home over here. He's comfortable over here. فَأُمُّهُ 
So imagine the contrast here. Allah says that this person whose, whose bad deeds outweigh their good deeds, they will find hellfire a comfortable place, meaning they will find it, it will be like a home for them. You know, the, the play, it, it's, it's so ironic because you would never find comfort there. You would never be happy or content or feel any belonging there. But the person who is in hellfire will have nowhere else to go and they will have to make that their home. And so that's what Allah says in the Quran, Inna adabaha kana gharama. In Surah Al-Furqan, Allah mentions that, that their punishment, they're going to stick to that punishment. They're going to be close companions with that punishment. It's an unlikely friend that you make when you're in that position. Um, it's, it's a friend that you make with no choice. فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةً And هَاوِيَةً is, is a word for, the, for, a word for Jahannam. So just as Allah has a, has a word, a name He's given to the Day of Judgment, Allah has a name here He's given to the fire of hell. The fire of hell. هَاوِيَةً um, and, and so the strange thing that, that somebody whose sins outweigh their good deeds will find an unlikely home will find an unlikely place of comfort, they won't really be comfortable in hellfire. Something to take a step back and understand and think about, something for all of us to ponder upon, is how Allah describes how things will be completely disorganized on that day. You know, many of us, we like to see our beds cleaned, our beds made up and everything in order. We like our day to follow a certain routine. When things go a bit chaotic, we're not very happy. How will we feel on that day when nothing is in our control? Because the chaos is a sign that nothing is in our control. Everything is in Allah's control. We will lose our authority. We will be there plain, naked, nude. And all, all that will be in front of us is our deeds. So to feel, feel that loss of control, how, how would that feel? Imagine that. Another point of reflection, how Allah talks to us, how He entices our interests when He talks about the Day of Judgment. He gives it a name, Al-Qadi'ah. He asks again and again, how will you know? Do you know what it is? How will you know what it is? And then he reveals the answer. He keeps us in suspense. He keeps us interested. Um, and then lastly, this idea of the weight of our deeds. And again, this repetition from the previous surah of our, our, in the end of the day, our good deeds have to outweigh our bad deeds. And that is the weight of the deeds that count, not the quantity. Um, and then the la lastly, the point of consideration of think about your mother, think about the, the, or, or the place that you feel familiar with, comfortable with, you call home. That homeliness, company that you feel, that belonging that you feel to that place, unfortunately that's what we will have to feel if we are thrown into Alva. We will have to be, that will be our new home. Um, it's like being thrown in a slum, or thrown in the middle of the desert, you know, you, ha you, you end up Finding yourself there, that is now your permanent resting spot. That is your permanent place of belonging. That is your permanent home. And what a strange thing to feel. What a strange thing to hear. That that's going to be our homes. May Allah protect you and I from the Day of Judgment and from, from its punishment and from its, um, its, its terrifying, terrifying images. The last two ayahs of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after saying, فَأُمْهُ هَاوِيَا Their new place or their new home will be the hellfire. Allah says, How will you know what Hawiyah is? Because again, that's not a word that we know for hellfire. It's a word that, it's a name that Allah has given. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, Narun Hamiyah. He answers the question. It is a, an extremely hot fire. An extremely hot fire because it's fueled by human beings um, and stones. And to uh, imagine how hot the hellfire will be, 
in the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, he mentions that the the fire of hell will be seven more than 70 times as hot as the fire in this world. More than 70 times. We don't know how much more. But when he says 70 times, that's something we can imagine. We know how hot fire is. We can only imagine 70 times. Imagine more than 70 times how hot it really will be. And that's the, that's the kind of the closing of this surah. To make us imagine and feel and even, you know, taste the heat. Think about the heat that we might feel. And if anything, that sensation, that imagining that we do may protect us from a sin that we don't know about.